Two Chocolate Cakes is a story of two cakes, bookended at the beginning of one life and at the end of another, and all the culinary and emotional layers in between those moments. Trail mix. I was a sickly kitten teenager, allergic to everything, puny and pale, with long, stick-fingered arms and legs. I was at the doctor's office every couple of weeks with another batch of antibiotics for bronchitis, sinus infections, ear infections, any respiratory infection. The medicines made me sick to my stomach, and I existed on saltines and ginger ale for a good part of my childhood. Eventually, I was diagnosed with chronic migraines, but that came much later. My doctor sent a note home to my father asking him not to smoke around me, that my immune system was severely compromised and I would have chronic infections as long as I breathed secondhand smoke. My dad growled as he crumpled up the note, calling the doctor a pissant. He kept smoking. I kept coughing. My early teen years were spent either on the back of a horse or wishing I was on the back of a horse. While most of my childhood friends were attending makeout parties, stealing cigarettes from their mother's purses or $5 bills from their father's wallets, and skipping study hall, I was dreaming about horses or spending my babysitting money on a second-hand riding clothes. The girl up the street, Christy Swan, with whom I'd grown up with since I was five, had a pony, Shadow. And even though Christy was a bully and often encouraged others to beat me up, I rode her pony nearly every chance I could. When I moved from the comfort of our little grammar school in the woods to the big bad middle school eight miles to the south, I had more time by myself or with some of our more adult neighbors who took a shine to me. The Rocks were more popular kids, and for the first time in eight years, we were in different school buses and had different classes. They made different friends too, and I saw them only when I visited with my parents or when Mrs. Rock picked me up at school because I was sick. Nell's parents could afford the riding lessons that my parents couldn't, so she spent a lot of time at the stable in town. I tagged along when I could, but I was shy and nervous around all these self-assured horse people. I wanted to be just like them. After my father stopped drinking, he had an AA sponsor who had two horses. She was older, almost my grandmother's age, and had grown children who had moved away a long time ago. She probably had never been on a horse in her life, but they were her husband's and he adored them, so she tolerated them. The horses, Cherry and Ransom, were getting fat in their tiny paddock on Route 156, and so my father arranged for me to ride the horses whenever I wanted. Cherry was near wild and not broke at all and was impossible to catch, but Ransom was older and fatter and slower. At first, I rode her in the small lot next to the paddock. Around and around we trot rarely coaxing Ransom into a, a canter unless she thought she was going back to the barn. I tried to have a relationship with her, the kind of relationship that a girl has with her horse, but she merely tolerated me until I was done with my whims and then headed back to the trough. I started taking her on longer rides, trail rides through the old logging paths where we forded streams and ducked under low-hanging branches. 
Christy and her scruffy pony shadow met us on the other side of the woods by my house, and the four of us would ride to the stable where we'd meet Nell and some of her horse friends. We'd each pack a picnic lunch, and the first couple times the lunches were the usual sandwiches, cookies, soda, chips. I usually brought trail mix, a couple of peanut butter sandwiches, a couple cold Cokes. We stopped the horses in whatever field was closest or along the river and ate our lunches, our feet dangling in the running water, and we'd sit for an hour or more and talk about middle school and impending high school and boys, the usual teenage chatter. I didn't have many of the same adventures in adolescence to recount, so I just listened, happy to be part of the group. My friends weren't really interested in the piano lessons horror stories or the wacky anecdote about the yearbook committee or drama club. They knew me too well for me to make up stories about things that I clearly had no experience in. Eventually, we packed up our bags and rode back through the woods towards home. I brushed down Ransom, who was sweaty from having to keep up with the ponies, and then I would ride my bike home. The last time we went out riding was different from all the other times. I still packed a picnic lunch of peanut butter sandwiches and trail mix, but the others brought something else, wine coolers and pot. Certainly I'd seen wine before, but pot was something mysterious and dangerous to me. I was uncomfortable with them passing the joint around, passing it past me as I sat woodenly on the grass. I fiddled with my lunch, but I couldn't eat it. I thought about just going home on my own, but then I started to feel so strange. My left side went numb and my vision was skewed and I could only see peripherally and I wasn't really sure where I was. None of my body parts seemed to work the way they were supposed to and my throat was closing up. My friends laughed, thinking it was my first contact high. I slumped on my horse as the others, high and giggling, led us through home. The plan was to have Christy drop me at my house, then bring Ransom back to her paddock and ride Shadow home. But as we got closer, she said she remembered she had to do something else, and she left me at the start of the path to make it back myself. Luckily, the old horse knew the way, and after some unknown amount of time wandering in the old logging paths in the woods, I arrived at the barn where my father was waiting for me with my little orange pharmacy bottle. He had been looking for me for over four hours after driving by the field where Shadow was happily grazing and Christy was hitchhiking down the road to the high school to meet her boyfriend, and I was nowhere to be found. Trail Mix One box of granola One quarter box of Cheerios One bag of M&Ms, plain or peanut, or better yet, both Dried fruit, pineapple, apricot, banana chips, apples. Mini marshmallows, one handful. Raisins, chocolate-covered ones are best. Flaked coconut, sweetened. One handful of peanuts, one handful of chopped walnuts. Three small bags of gummy bears. Put all that stuff in a Ziploc bag. Give it a shake. It's also really good sprinkled on ice cream or cereal. Thank you for listening. For more information about the recipes you've heard here, including author notes, photos, secret tips, and more, please visit twochocolatecakes.com. That's two, the word two, chocolatecakes.com.